Hello, welcome to Carbon Light Conversations. This is Francis Harry. And we recently celebrated the Feast of the Epiphany. And it was during a holy hour for our Discast Carmelite Secular Community in Dayton, Ohio, that Deacon Rusty Baldwin, who is one of our members, gave this wonderful homily about Epiphany. And of course, the Epiphany is the manifestation of Christ. And we often associate this story of the three kings or the magi coming to visit the baby Jesus. So sometimes we can get caught up in all the season and we forget to plumb the depths of what was going on. This homily, I think, will bring many things to our attention that gives us much food for pondering, for prayer. And so um, it is with great joy that I present to you Deacon Baldwin on this program called Christ Made Manifest. The Feast of the Epiphany, which we celebrate today, is an interesting feast for many reasons. In the Western Church, it commemorates the arrival of the Magi in Bethlehem to give their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to the Christ child. Despite many nativity scenes that mistakenly show the Magi and the shepherds together, the Magi arrived at Bethlehem when our Lord was about two years old. That's why in Catholic parishes, the Magi are initially placed away from the nativity only to arrive, as it were, on the Feast of Epiphany. Another interesting aspect of the Magi's journey is why they went to King Herod at all if they were being led by a star. Did you ever think about that? Why didn't the star lead them straight to Bethlehem as it did after they met with Herod? St. John Chrysostom, a doctor of the church from the late 4th century, gives us the answer. There's some divine irony in play here. The star revealed the coming of our Lord, the King of Kings, to the Magi, who represent all the Gentile nations. It seems, however, that no one in Israel noticed the star. So for their part, the Magi make known to the Jews the coming of the King of the Jews. St. John Chrysostom writes that God hid the star from the Magi for a time so that they would be forced to consult the Jews and thereby the Gentiles would proclaim to the Jews the coming of their Messiah. After visiting Herod's court, God revealed the star to them again, which takes them to Bethlehem, where they present their gifts. The gift of gold acknowledges our Lord's kingship. Frankincense was used in worship at the altar, thereby acknowledging Jesus' divinity. And finally, myrrh was used, to prepare the priests of the, was used to prepare the priests of the temple for sacrifice and also used in preparation for bodies, for burial. These gifts anticipate the entirety of the Paschal mystery, our Lord's life, death, and resurrection, whereby he gained for us our salvation. The Feast of the Epiphany is also interesting liturgically, for it not only commemorates the adoration of the Magi, 
but also the baptism of the Lord and the wedding feast of Canaan. In Vespers, the antiphon for the prayer of Mary's Magnificat, which we'll be praying in just a couple of minutes, specifically mentions all three events. The antiphon reads, Three wonders mark this day we celebrate. Today the star led the Magi to the manger. Today water was changed into wine at the marriage feast. Today Christ desired to be baptized by John in the river Jordan to bring us salvation. Alleluia. In the Western Church, we focus on the Magi on Epiphany, but the liturgies from the Eastern Catholic Churches emphasize the baptism of the Lord that is commemorated, not the Magi. The reason for this rich liturgical diversity is that the meaning of the word Epiphany in Greek does not refer to a single event in particular, but in any number of events. You see, in Greek, epiphany means manifestation or appearance. And each of the events of the epiphany are occasions in which our Lord manifested his divinity, where he makes an appearance, if you will, as the Son of God, thereby revealing what he has kept hidden until the beginning of his public ministry. And it is in this rich diversity that we find our application to our walk as Carmelites. For we are to be epiphanies. We are to be manifestations or appearances of our Lord wherever we are and to whoever we meet. How can we do that? Like the Magi who went on a long journey to give their precious gifts to our Lord, so too our lives should be a journey whereby we give all that is precious to us, to our Lord. But if we think this means only our material possessions, we're mistaken. It also includes our will, our desires, and our very being. All this must be laid down at our Lord's feet to do with as he wishes. And this is where the next epiphany event comes into play. The baptism of our Lord where he humbled himself and sanctified the waters of baptism everywhere and for all time. We sometimes think of baptism as only removing the stain of original sin, and so it does. But the grace of our baptism as do all the other sacraments, do much, much more. They enable us to die to ourselves, to eagerly do what the Magi did in giving all that was precious to them to the Lord. We die to ourselves when we lay down our will, when we stop trying to tell God how our life should be, what we want for our children, our family, and ourselves. How often do we say, that we trust God, that we have faith in him. How often do our thoughts, words, and actions reflect what we profess? Our Lord's humility and divinity was revealed at his baptism, and if we humbly place our faith in him rather than our, in ourselves, the grace we receive in the sacraments he gave us will enable the events of life to become the means of our sanctification. At the wedding feast of Cana, our Lord turned water into wine. He miraculously transformed the ordinary water 
into the best of wine, so too can our lives be transformed into the best of wine. Each of us can be saints. We can become manifestations of our Lord, epiphanies, in two ways. First, through the power of our Lord in our lives. When the Lord takes someone as ordinary as you and me and transforms us into saints, he manifests himself in us. Second, he manifests himself to the world when we allow him to transform us. The world will see the way to Jesus in us. Like the star that led the Magi to Jesus, we can become a light that leads others to our Lord so that they too can worship him.